episode 40. Today we talk about modern choirs, the adolescent male voice, and singing under an MRI scanner. Where's my diamonds? Okay. Hey man. Hey man. So we got some music today, hence the accent. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do we do that? It feels like it's uh, the right thing to do. For episode 40? Yeah, episode 40. Sy synonymous with fake American accents. Excellent. Really Keep great, up. mate. Really good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we got, a, we got a tune from Keith Washoe, yeah. which we featured before, um, but he's just, he's great. Great guy, churn out some great music, and the videos are slick. They are, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, so what's this one called? Heart of Gold, check it. You know you're always on my mind. I'm gonna make you mine. Oh, mine. For you. There he goes, off into the uh, Californian is he sunset. Is he running off? Well you, well, you say running off, but uh, in fact we've actually got him here, haven't we, Chris? <laughs> He's not actually here, though. Where is he? He's virtually here. Keith Daniel Washo, say hello. Hi, I'm here. I'm just so happy to be with you, Steve and Chris. This is awesome. Thanks for <laughs> letting me call in all the way from sunny California. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a show first. We've got a we've got a call in, a live call in the show. And um I personally feel that although we don't know how this is going to turn out until the edit that we haven't <laughs> we haven't screwed up this technology. Like is this is this seems like it's actually going to work. This is incredible. Brilliant. Honestly, Brilliant. we start every podcast like lining up the cameras and loads of stuff goes wrong. Sometimes we just bail out on all the filming and just go for lunch because it <laughs> But this seems to be working all I right. I think it's Keith's presence. Maybe you're holding hold us together. You do bring the love, Keith. Um, I'm feeling the love. I'm bringing the love. You guys sound crystal clear. Sounds like you're in my room. This is fantastic. Life is great. I can't wait to talk to you about everything music and vocals, whatever you need. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for you, David. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> so, so, Keith, bearing in mind that we don't, want to, we don't want to call you a soppy American songwriter, but we just did. Um... What what make what makes you do what you do? What makes you produce this great music? Yes, thank you. The whole sappy songwriter thing is kind of funny because I think sometimes as, as musicians and songwriters, we're born with a certain style of music that we cannot help writing. Mm. And in my case, I cannot help writing love songs. Um, don't know why, other than I listened to love songs falling asleep when I was in high school on the radio. Uh, so here I am writing love songs and I do it because I can't help it. I, it's in me, it's in my soul, it comes out. It's something that I would do if I never ever was paid or made any money, I would do it anyways because I love it. It's one of those things. And you, you, you're, you're quite a scribbler, aren't you, Keith? 
I'm a little scribbler. I scribble. I, I, I dabble. I write, I write, <laughs> you, I, you, you're asking if he's doing that well, right now. Ba basically, what I'm saying is, put the pen down. <laughs> oh, you were able to hear that. You were able to hear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. loud and clear. Oh, yeah, it's ruining the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just joking, though. Yeah, love songs. You, you do them well. And um, judging by the look of you, I should imagine you've had a few loves in your time. I have, I have, still waiting for the one, still waiting for the final lovey-dovey to, to, to get married and have kids, but yeah, I guess in order to write love songs, you have to know and experience what love is, so I have uh, definitely been around in that department. And so is personal experience the, the only inspiration you take for your love songs, or do you have a little maybe trick or a, wow. a bit of advice for someone who's actually struggling for that? Wow, Chris, great question. Actually, this is kind of a deep question, very, very genuine question. And the truth is the song for you was written 110% authentically, meaning I sat down and I literally said, this is exactly how I'm feeling. This is exactly what's on my heart. I'm going to write this because it's as true and authentic as it can be. And it came from how I really felt about finding your future one and, and longing to find your future one. And I said, I don't care what anyone thinks, I'm just going to put it out there. And so... I put it out there and actually the interesting thing is I learned that by being sincere and authentic and writing what you really, really feel that interesting enough, other people are like, oh my God, I totally can relate. I understand that. I, I feel that way too, which is kind of comforting, right? Otherwise you think you're crazy. Mm. <laughs> so one of the last questions we have for you, Keith, is what does the future hold, whether that be the next couple of weeks, months or years? So the future holds visiting Steve and Chris in UK. Okay. Number one, That's getting done. some British fries and a pub cheers. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> okay, that was, a, that was a cracking attempt. Try again next time. Okay. Um, <laughs> next, next answer. <laughs> uh, right on. I'm going to write a few more songs, but in the end of the day, I have three songs right now. It's the song For You, it's the song Heart of Gold, and I have a new one called Wholesome with a music video coming out in May, end of this month. And my goal is to share those songs with uh, the music publishing industry, other artist management companies, and see if these songs could would like someone like to pick these up and run with them. As a songwriter, I'm looking to have someone like Toby Keith or Keith Urban or Tim McGraw take my songs and have them run with them. We we uh, we obviously met you at the winter retreat in the uh, San Bernardino Mountains a few months ago. Uh, it was all about artistry then, but. Truly, the reason, one of the reasons why you're on here, Keith, is because we look at you and we see that you're, you're making all the right choices, your reasons for doing things are awesome, the content you're, you're putting out there is, is great, and, um, and we're excited about seeing where you're going to go next, because it seems like you're ticking every box along the way. So we're really thankful to have you on today, Keith. Are we going to see you in July? That's the plan. I'm looking to come out there. I'm gonna still TBD here. I might be traveling to North Carolina to go visit Raleigh, um, but if I can make it, I will. But but in the same spirit, Steve, I want to let you guys know that it was it's really an honor to to meet people like you who are putting yourselves out there and leading the music industry and helping other musicians and songwriters. And I just want to say thank you for that. And you guys, when I saw you at Vocalize You, it was just. You guys, not only are you hilarious and you're funny, and but you're so insightful with your advice that it's just an inspiration. And I want to let you know that I appreciate it. And um, it's an honor to be on the call with you. Thanks, mate.
Thank you, Keith. Can you write a song about us? Oh, yeah. I think I will. I think I'll call it Steve, Chris, the best crisscross cool cats in the Ooh. planet Z. Could I change that a little bit? Sure. Could you put Chris first? Chris, Steve. I, I, I could try that. It might have a different ring to it. Does. Bad. I, I, Bad I ring. Chris might go first. Okay. More professional. Yeah, Bad I think ring. that's what he's Awful saying. Ring. Yeah, horrible. horrible. Um, but thanks. I'd like to see how that turns out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, keep up the good work, man. Yeah, the, like we said, the, the content's amazing. The videos are really cool as well. So whenever you have new stuff coming out or you're going to be touring, then let us know. We'll let everyone know. And uh, if you're in the UK as well, then we're, um, we're here to support you. Thank you, Chris, Steve. I'll be in touch. Keep doing all the good work and I'll keep following you guys. Thank you for everything. It's a pleasure and honor to, to talk to you. Thank you. Cheers, Keith. Take it easy. Cheers. There he goes then. There he goes. <laughs> they always just slope off. Um, lovely bloke though. Please follow him. Keith Daniel Washo. Um, enjoyed having him on. Yeah, I truly am excited about seeing where he's going to go and what, what, what's going to come out in the future. So that's that. Anything else that you want to talk about today? 21 seconds to go. 21 seconds to go. Um, excited about going to Switzerland uh, this next week. Going to visit Robin de Haas. Previous podcast guest talked about breathing. Um, uh, was interested in his concept, so I just kind of said, "Can I come visit you?" Um, just an excuse to go and like hang out on a Swiss lake for a four days. But um, we'll be working together um, on uh, all of his knowledge about breathing. You know, just so I can see if you can get any revelations. Yeah, you just I just love I just love going and hanging out with people. Yeah, um, of uh, who come from a different perspective and. You know, like it, it all feeds into how we perceive our voices and how best we can serve our clients, and that's like right at the centre of it. So I'm really excited about that. But, um, what's going on with you? Yeah, um, yeah we've got to rattle through this, haven't we? Really, thanks to Keith. Uh, uh, well, no, I'm really excited at the moment. I'm a little bit emotional about the fact Singfinity is launched. What Singfinity? Singfinity is something I've been working on for about 18 months. Um, probably too long <laughs> researching <laughs> that. About three months' work. Uh, three weeks. But uh, <laughs> no, it's just based on, long story short, it's based on working in schools across the past how many years and, and just seeing how different the kids think depending on where they've come from, what they do, their environments, and just the drastic difference in how they think and their the mindsets for life and motivations for what they do, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And it's just really driven me to um to um create an environment that benefits all of the children <laughs> but just if you, like for example just for example <laughs> no exclusions all of the children across the world um because um just one example uh different schools different areas different socioeconomic uh backgrounds. levels backgrounds yep. yeah um lower end um have a different way of thinking to and it's so apparent so apparent the difference between the mindsets to the point where I um, ask the same question every time even on one, you know, one-to-ones you know, how's your week give me one ex- one exciting thing that's happened to you the past week the the, the, the school that is um, higher up on that ladder the kids would be like yeah well I worked on this I went on holiday whatever and the lower side of things will say um I'm ill. I'm ill. It's like I didn't ask that question. Right. You know, so truly, um, that really stimulated me to to want to do something. And so Singfinity truly is just an environment for no matter who they are and where they come from. Like some kids, 
don't have church. They don't have any guidance, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not religious, but like I really, I, I can, I see the value in the moral guidance you get from going to church. Um, different backgrounds and almost like the non-negotiable. That's what we're doing on Sunday morning. Habit the, forming, yeah, the routine of it exactly, yeah, all that stuff. It's it's massive. Some kids have very little habits, very little purpose, and therefore a little bit lost in this world. Some, and on the other end of the spectrum, it's not all doom and gloom. Some kids just don't haven't found their thing. I'm not saying singing has to be their thing, but it will be forced down their throat. No, ah. but 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 it could be, you know. And at least along the way, even if they reach this is eight to twelve to begin with, if they reach twelve years old and they're like, do you know what? I had fun singing because um, it will just be purely fun. Um, but it's not for me. I'm going to go and paint. Then, but at least we've instilled some um, habits, community, enhanced character, community, inspired them to think a little different. And that's what it's more about for me. This is personal development and helping kids get a kind of um, stable grounding if they haven't already got it. Is there a website? Yeah, Singfinity.co.uk. Right on. Yes, head on over. That's Singfinity. A little longer than we should have done, but you know it's been eighteen months, so. Uh, I've got to give it its dues. Yeah. So yeah. here we go. Into the show. Into the show. Oh, 21 seconds to go. Oh, 21 seconds to go. 21 days is vocal train. When do we start? June. June the what? So it's going to be June the 1st. Diaries. Look, look on Facebook. It's going to be on there. But equally, uh, follow Snapchat. We are jamming it down your throat a little bit like Steve's doing with the kids. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so get involved. Change yourself. Right. Questions. Questions. Am I going for it? Right. Hi, boys. I've been a fan and subscriber to your podcast for a long time now. I absolutely love your vids. That's more like... That's, this is what we're talking about. Isn't this is it? the kind of intro we want, isn't it? Who was that one before who just... Should have scrapped it. Didn't get on board. Um, I think I might be one of your oldest listeners. Does that mean he's for a long time or he's old? Good point. Good, it should clarify. Uh, but hopefully that won't stop you answering my question Uh, I'm having a bit of trouble keeping up when I sing with my choir we sing modern songs and I feel like my voice gets tired quickly is it my age I'm over 50 sorry there you go he is old Um, that's not old not old I like the fact you're calling him he as well just assuming that Viv Shepherd. does he seem like a bloke I don't know why I thought that Viv- could Vivian? Be Vivian. That is a ba- that is a man's and a girl's name, isn't it? Man girl. I've never heard. Well, maybe I shouldn't I mean I've never heard of a Vivian man. Oh no, I've, I know someone called Vivian. Nothing wrong with it. Didn't say there was. Ah. What was John Wayne called? Something like. Absolutely no idea. He had a, what would he I? Had a, he had an unusual name for a hard-ass cowboy. <laughs> is that how you get away from any awkward situation? <laughs> to make it more yeah. awkward. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I might. All names are fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Viv Shepherd. Having trouble with her choir singing. Him, her, don't know, him. do we? Oh, I hate, we don't what, I hate this. Do we? we don't know. Anyway, carry on. Carry on. Give him permission. <laughs> uh, this is good. I'm excited by this one. This is why we threw this one in here because, uh, you know, we've got some background, haven't we? Well, yeah. T- both had a long time in choir, but yeah. you obviously carrying it on into choir director. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, the first thing I want to say is I think that people, pop choirs, people underestimate how hard pop modern or pop singing choir singing is, uh, and pop singing in general. Pop singing in general, but then add all of the aspects of singing in a choir, which you would think would be easier because you're in a mix. 
But in terms of you as a solo singer and the efficiency of your voice and the health of your voice, I actually think it's a really advanced thing to do. And it's not given the credit that it deserves. Mm. Right? Um, Especially if we're looking for really good polished arrangements, right? Yep. Stuff with impact and the, in the intended sentiment. The intended, which is, yeah, what's intended for the most part, right? Yeah. So why? Why is it advanced? Why is it hard? Um, first thing, you don't sing, you don't know, you're you can't monitor what it's like to sing with 40 people until you sing with 40 people. Mm. Like we get so used to our own surroundings when we're singing on our own. And that's why we can get really good at, okay, I, bl I blow this amount of air, uh, I I, um, I use this vowel, I adduct this much, you know, all that stuff. Um, but then you throw it into 40 people, you can't hear yourself. Yes. Somebody's singing in your face, mm. singing, people singing different. There's instruction from the front that's um, asking you for different things, so you're stimulated by that. So yeah, you can't monitor it until you do it. Second, the direction itself, the director, they can't gauge everything. They don't know where what everyone's background is. They don't know how everyone is singing at that moment in time. Because let's face it, you know, quite often then, when the sound's generally the right thing, they're, they're more concerned about how it looks a lot of the time. Yeah. If the sound is generally getting there, then, you know, the people that, that make the choir often are the ones that look good on stage yeah. as well, that can move well and totally. don't look like... Yeah, because definitely, it's, it's once we've got the vocals done, let's get on to making it look attractive, which yeah. is fair. But the individual voices, a lot of the time, the director hasn't got the time, sometimes they've got the ear, whatever, to hear, okay, that she's doing that, which is incorrect. You know, so again, very little, but whilst trying to get a result, mm -hmm. which is a strong pop sound result, that's all they probably worry about at the moment, like how much of a big sound can this choir make, not how much is it destroying Viv in the back row, right? Mm. And the third, we've got to look at the fact that it is a, an intense pop sound that requires so much precision normally again not without even being with 40 people around you fourth <laughs> the fact that it, often in these songs we're using vowels for the style that aren't efficient for the notes that are being sung mm. and there's a lot of oohs sung in pop choir harmonies and uh, if you get a, a an ooh to ah which, could, which, could, which on certain pitches is a yeah. friggin nightmare yeah so if the understanding isn't there for the vowel Here's the thing, you ask, um, you ask uh, a group of girls who are singing that pitch in the middle of the range, so it's going to be around all the, all the, tricky, the tricky notes, to sing an ooh, the ones that are a bit more kind of vocally savvy won't sing an ooh, because they will adapt it to what is comfortable and still produce the good sound. But there'll be some people in there with different levels of ability going, try, ooh, 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 trying to hit the ooh because they've been instructed to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the vowel is, is, is again, the vowels give all sorts of carnage. And then um, lastly, normally in these choirs, we're looking at ladies that have had a whole lifetime of singing in um, classical mm. setting. So they're using their voice in a completely different way than what's required now. And then the expectancy of the more intense sound, oh, I'm not used to doing this. Uh, okay, maybe I have to blow more air to make this happen. Okay, not sure. So it's just carnage. Yeah, I, I would like to clarify that. Um, I appreciate you're not just picking on women, like usual. Um, <laughs> however, the thing about um, you know f women and men that have come from classical backgrounds is the male classical sound is actually far closer to the pop sound because it is more intense, and that's the point. You know, mm. um, that was the point of 
years, hundreds of years ago, but mm. when, when classical women come into pop and don't necessarily know how to operate that or achieve that kind of quality, it's usually just polar. Yeah. That's where you see like the intensity of the pop music, like lose it a bit, don't you? Yeah. So it is unfortunate um, that that's the reality. But yeah, lots of, we know that from being in choirs, don't we? The classical movement of females into pop choirs, um, amateur ones, is quite mm. strong. Yeah, and you see, and I, I see it a lot in the choirs that I work with, where you've got ladies saying, "You know, the, yeah, I am tired, and I can't." And, it, and it's disappointing as well not to be able to create the sound that is ex- they know is expected. Mm. You know, so truly, all the, all that carnage told, um, it's about acknowledging the fact that it's really hard and gaining a deeper understanding. Again, it's not like take this tablet and it's all going to fix. It's a long long game again. Uh, understanding of the voice truly deep down in order to, when you're in that environment, know uh, know what you're about. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, you know, in the, in the vocal analysis, I think when, whenever you put a choir on pop anyway, you start to straddle pop and gospel anyway, don't you? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like just the inclusion of 40 people singing means it sounds slightly different. Mm. So... Um, a quiet in a pop sense usually comes with that speech-like quality. Not this quality, mm. but this quality, you know, and maintaining that on higher pitches, the thi- and, and male singers, female singers will know that if you're on the melody line of those choirs, you're mm. going to be singing in the hardest parts of your voice. Uh, that's what pop music is these days. You're going to be singing C5, D5, possibly even E5, um, as the female lead lines, you know, in anything between E4 and A4 for the guys. So if technically you're not at the place where you can make that kind of like, oh, sort of sound, and it has to be like, oh, which in choirs that I was in years ago, that was almost always the case. Exactly. You'd have a melody line group, maybe a third of them would be able to sing it as it was intended mm, mm. with the intensity and the speech quality that was in the, it was intended. Two thirds would have to bail, mm. no choice. And when it comes to a really good pop sound, especially in a track that might be like, you know, remember like Anastasia or something like yeah. that. It's got a groove. It needs to be like, I'm out of love. You oh, know, it yeah, needs to be song. strong. And if it's not, then it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. We're not knocking the community of being in a choir, but some choir masters out there and a lot of choir singers are actually looking to create this amazing thing. Something that may be a little bit more like different, polished, and in which case, I think the ability to manipulate your voice in a way that gives you that quality, the pop quality on those pitches, it takes technical time. I don't think it necessarily just comes. Right. You know what I mean? I agree. So if choir masters are, are a little bit more savvy in terms of how to, how to help people to find that um, safely, or singers themselves could seek out material that would help them achieve that sound exactly so yeah. they can fulfill the director's need for like more 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 I, I, I mean, need I need it this way exactly I mean even to the to that end where you know the songs I mean key change key change songs you know if you know Westlife the, well yeah but you Your know favourite it's it fine it was A1 oh sorry uh, <laughs> the, you say the melody group will often skip over in the, in, the, in the energetic pop songs that we know, we skip over into that awful place for a female. So, um, 
if you've got the facility to drop the key. Yeah. So so that what like so more of that melody line actually hits somewhere that they can create that voice quality but still have intensity. Yeah, because because then you think about it in terms of the stacking of harmonies, there are songs. I mean, remember this from from our days. There are songs where everyone goes, "I love this song," and it feels so good. Funnily enough, most of the time those songs are the songs where they feel comfortable singing with energy. Yes. And, and it's, so, it's so true. So that's a massive one, a, a, a massive point, I think, that if you can make the songs comfortable, then everyone wins. There's a lot more energy. And, um, and, and then stacking up the harmonies, you know, if you've got the melody line there, a third or a fifth below... It's comfortable. Comfortable. Again, it's it, all three of the, the lower harmonies are going to be, and then you've got like the high, which normally are going to be um, girls that have uh, worked into singing in a contemporary way on the high notes well. So they get a chance. A third above that will be around the C, C sharp area, D. So they can sing the third above and just be like killing it instead of being up into the, the stratosphere, the stratosphere and, and singing in some sort of kind of lighter, more classical yes. thing. So it's, it's just shift all, I mean, that's just one thing for the, you know, one takeaway for the director if you want it. Yeah. But, um, but have you got any tip, more tips for Viv in terms of getting herself more comfortable in, in, the, um, in her environment? Yeah, well, do you know what she... Or his environment, yeah, sorry. Or his. Well, do you know what? If it's a guy and 50 years old... Um, or a female, they actually go in different directions, but there could be some um, changes in the vocal anatomy mm. at that time. Like, if, if, if voice use over the past 50 years hasn't been very varied, like if you haven't been singing your whole life or, you know, been exercising and the only thing you ever did was maybe talk or uh, had a job that was in sales where you use your voice a lot or whatever, um, like a lot of the female singers can start to get a lower voice. So you could say you're in a choir for 10 years and you're in the soprano group, but after eight years you found yourself in the alto group, then it's like maybe that is at that age a change in the vocal anatomy, a decrease in mean pitch, which is researched to happen in older females. Mm. Whereas the men kind of do go the other way. The men's voice is kind of... Um, uh, the fibres increase in tension, the muscle fibres of the larynx increase in tension and stiffen, um, which raises mean, pit, mean pitch. So some of the older gentlemen actually might find that they actually hit the high notes a little bit easier, provided there's no, like, you know, they didn't smoke for years and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So there could be a little bit of tiredness coming in from age, um, and the best you can do with that is to good vocal practices, you know, get to the loud, soft, high and low parts of your range every day in a regime, and you will um, do your best to uh, defer all those changes in your voice and stay more as you were as a young person. Otherwise, you have to look at which harmony line you're singing. If technically um, you're, you're singing the melody line in the right voice quality, but you're straining to buggery to get it, you could solve that. You know, you could go mm. to a voice teacher and you could get work on less strain of find, finding that quality in a more easy way. So there's a way it's forward. Like you're close enough. Yeah, you're close enough. Yeah. Maybe there's some jaw movements or a couple of weeks of just, you know, pedagogy to sort that out. Who knows? Um, maybe, and I found this, not about you, but being in the tenor line um, without actually having very good vocal control back in the day... Yeah. 
when it was like, okay, we have to swell, we need a big volume, I would always dig my heels down to like, okay, um, oh Lord, mm. like that, as if, as if I thought that was what's required. Mm. Mm. But going into the high part of the range with that much kind of beltiness, if you like, but going for this like deep in your boots sort of one, that's really tiring. Tiring, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I used to do that all the time because the sound to the choir was phenomenal. But the, the vocal health issues in that are many and splendid, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's time to understand that you don't have to necessarily full volume dig your heels in, take a big breath, and heave against the muscle of your voice, maybe um, Viv could do with learning some strategies to increase volume in other ways, which could be changing it harmonically, as in instead of a deep sort of yeah, it could be more like a yeah, something a little bit more uh, bright, um, which can easily become more efficient. Mm which requires less air to sing it. You know what I mean? And the resonant strategies that you can get from vocal coaches as well allow you, and again, with opening the mouth, you radiate more energy out to the listener anyway. So maybe you just don't need to open your mouth more. Mm. Um, but that could be a difficult less. shift for someone um, if they haven't experienced that before, as we know, because that feeling, it's almost like you feel less. So, oh, they want more <laughs> and I'm delivering less. And we're well, not to the crowd, but you feel it. Yes. The way you're feeling it, you're feeling it less. But um, yeah. Yeah. So all in all, I mean, I think this is really just about knowing Viv. I love the way that you kind of took that on a kind of male. I just thing. felt like I went female. female. I just went, ah! yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, no, no. Who we feel we are or who yeah. we feel we're attracted to. I don't know. I think it's just more that I've dealt with a lot more female than quiet. But <laughs> Maybe that's it. I've but, got, you, but, know, do you know, there's one, there's one thing that's left in there, actually, that, that yeah. just reminds me, and it's vibrato. Oh, yeah? And you know, like, the pop sound, and as well, um, very traditional choral, Gospel. and pop sound is um, uh, often without vibrato. Right, yeah. Very straight tones, especially in choral, it's like... Like, you've got to straighten it out, right? So... Often that gets singers in a bit of a tense pickle, right? Mm. Trying to resist vibrato. Um, pop gospel's different. There's loads yeah. of vibrato in it. Love but, it. But the straight pop sound, out and out pop, usually very straight. Pop vocals aren't covered in vibrato. There's some. So um, yeah, having strategies in order to be able to produce a vibrato-less sound without necessarily being really tense and again driving airflow to straighten out that vibrato. It's another reason why someone would get tired. Mm. So I really recommend, you know, looking, looking at um, getting vocal training if you're close to hitting that melody line, but straining, looking at how you increase volume um, to see if that's the reason for tiredness. Vibrato and whether that's being produced well, but also we, ha we do have to consider the age mm. still. Yep. Um, but general voice training will make all this better anyway, right? It really will, yeah. And uh, we're on the way back to the start, and it's just going to be, don't be so hard on yourself, Viv. Mm. Because it is. It is, uh, it is harder than you think. It's than a lot, think. Uh, yes, and it's, you know, this is a choir at the end of the day. You mm. don't want to bust your ass over it. But mm. I think um, if, if generally every choir member put 30 minutes a every couple of days yeah. into their voice training, I think the whole choir sound yeah. and everyone's enjoyment would increase. 
yeah. um, of the experience itself. But you're right. I mean, saying that it's because it's the worst perceived is that it is just often for some people it's just one thing I go to every week, um, and so it should be fun. It should be enjoyable, and maybe I shouldn't have to invest all this time. But um, uh, but that's often why the 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 um, investment to be to not tire yourself out mm. to 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 uh, get the best sound often isn't there because this is the kind of paradox between what it is perceived to be for people against what it actually is. Mm. That's that. Okay, Viv, mate, lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> Next, five minute madness. Have you got your timer? Oh God, we never stick to it, but I'll put it on anyway. All right. Okay, uh, five minute madness. Am I hitting the timer? You... you know, you read the question first and then I hit it. Okay. This is from, again, on Snap, Snapchat. They're coming in thick and fast. Lisa Marie OB. Don't think that's her surname, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Tips for a 14-year-old male student I have whose voice is changing. Go. I'm going to start with just understanding what, what the heck is going on in there. Um, everything is changing. So the thyroid is, is uh, growing. The creating an Adam's apple, an Adam's apple. The folds are growing in terms of length and intensity, and the the the, the, the little the young lad's got to deal with that change. Even if he had some skills before, ah, um, he's got it's like new instrument, right? So yes, massive. And then um, it's also worth talking about the fact that apparently, apparently, evolutionary speaking, the reason why you know we get all this. Uh, is uh, to attract females. So technically that makes me more attractive than you then? It do. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? The, yeah. the, the deeper the voice, subliminally, the more impressive the genetics are, right? It, yeah. from, from, a, from a reproductive point of view, That's can't right. deny that, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> five okay. minutes, five minutes. Okay, yes. So, um, also, um, actually, it's, this is another another fact that's come from Geneva Williams's book, yes. which we must plug. We don't get paid for this. Don't get paid for it. We don't get paid she's for She's a lovely this. lady, and she's written a cracking book here. We very, could, very clever lady. We could probably arrange an affiliate link so we do get paid from people buying this. So That's just for another time. Honestly, great resource. She's, she's, for one thing, pulled together so much research for this book. And one of the things is like, you know, no other part of the uh, young male anatomy will grow by 65% overnight. Overnight? And you think about that, right? Think about any I'm, other... I'm already thinking about what I'd, what I'd prefer to grow 65% overnight. Are you? Yeah, but voice, yeah. <laughs> Key. Five minutes. That's um, another um, great piece of uh, research that Geneva has pulled together. It's a common question is whether kids should be, whether the lads should be singing in the upper register when, they, um, when they're going through the transition. And uh, it's said, from all the research, that uh, in fact the, the boys shouldn't be exclusively singing in their upper register during that time. Um, which and, and by exclusive, you mean... Um, some of their demands on the voice might actually require them to be exclusively yeah I think high, it, like choral stuff. choral stuff yeah those those boys that have been singing soprano before and I think that's probably what it's aimed at right mm. but yeah apparently the, the, the vocal like the, the larynx is being overworked at that point um, 
for the capacity of what it's now got based on the fact that it's a new structure well yeah yeah i mean you think about that's that's that thyroretinoid muscle the vo the vocal cord itself mm. the deep layers if that's becoming thick and strong mm. that tiny little cricothyroid muscle that um, pulls the thyroid cartilage down and, and, and stretches the cord to raise pitch. If that's working against this huge muscle now, based with the muscle memory, based on the muscle memory that it had six months ago, and all those patterns that yeah. you've been instilling for years, no wonder it's going to be working hard, Ooh, getting tired. Yeah. I don't even like thinking about that actually. No, it's pretty. That'd be pretty tricky. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's face it, if you're a boy in a cathedral choir and those places are high-intensity environments, let me tell you that, there's a lot of competition and expectation, mm. you're going to want to strain your way to the very end <laughs> before you get dumped out of that choir, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah. I guess it's great advice to try and encourage people to, or um, kids to not do that. Yeah, absolutely. But equally, I think there, I mean, there is worth in popping up, at, popping up there every now and again. Um, to encourage the balance that we, <laughs> the balance that we want, you know, that we train with everyone, you know, it's it's the balance between the notes, the balance between the muscles, whatever. But but it's uh, definitely encouraging to go up there every now and again uh, when it feels comfortable. Yes. Um, so anything else in terms of actions that that Lisa can can use? Well, you've already mentioned one of them, which is yeah, try and try and um, using more low intensity music. Um, not not super strong belty vocals or anything, encouraging singers, young singers, to be up and down, up and down. You know, use use all of their voice and not exclusively one, like you've already mentioned. Um, the other thing is uh, trying to coach them into embracing what their voice really sounds like when mm. it changes. Because mm. you know what you know what it's like. It starts going a bit mental, and you don't know where you sit, and you don't know whether you're that or that. Oh, what's going on? So you kind of tuck it away, you tuck it away somewhere, and you just keep it there. And I hear this so much with boys who change, they just go right down to the deepest note they can find, and then that's their voice. And for some it will be. So for some of them, they will be turning into a very deep sounding guy. Um, but for a lot, it won't be that way. They'll be tucking it into a place that's unnatural, physiologically for them, and they'll find that it, that's going to be harder to train out of over time, you know, harder for them to find their singing voice and their wonderful freedom and equilibrium if they're digging for their low notes to avoid any cracks or flips at the top. Mm. So, And that's really difficult to find someone's optimum pitch and optimum tone while all this is happening, but it's worth consideration. Mm -mm -mm. Um, and the other thing is trying to keep them busy musically, isn't it? Mm. Like you, about 34 seconds. You're going to lose the will to live singing with a voice change the the will like i literally hate i can't control yeah. it so because it's just brick walls all over the place yes yeah just all over the place so look hitting the piano um not not um singing unachievable repertoire playing guitar you know keeping them involved in music and that's a big one the repertoire you know because a lot of these guys would potentially want to sing if in contemporary want to sing sam smith ed Sheeran, and bruno yeah. mars and it's just out of the question to obtain the sound that they are obtaining at the stage they're at because it's just let's say it's brick wall so key changing songs is a good um, approach yes and absolutely necessary for a lot of the songs you try honestly you try and find a contemporary song that young lads want to sing uh, that doesn't encroach E flat yeah and also doesn't have like 
strong sexual words in them as well. <laughs> it's like, isn't it? Yeah. You got a 14 year old guy who comes in. Out, I want to sing Pillow Talk. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. not. Let's not talk about getting naked with a girl. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, contemporary repertoire. Yeah, f that's the big challenge. You're right. Finding the right repertoire yeah. contemporary. Yeah. No sexiness or E flats. <laughs> <laughs> So there's your advice. Yeah. All right. To any songwriters out there. Yeah. So to wrap this up, then we've got a special video. Very special video. Been sent in from our uh, naked vocalist community, Mr. Ollie Finn. Mm. He slapped it across. Yeah. I mean, this is just you know, random. Video. Second time in two weeks running, we've done this. So um, you know, hopefully it will continue. We're going to call it the video of the week slash if we remember. Probably won't happen next time. <laughs> Here it is. For me, it's all about the tongue. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah? yeah? Is it? Yeah. Yeah? Could be taken out of context, that. It? Don't put it in the teaser. Gonna be weird, isn't it? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. No, yeah, I didn't think. Did you not? No. I oh, didn't. okay. Just me then. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, that's yeah. it. You just make me look bad on camera. That's fine. I can take it. Obviously not. <laughs> right, let's wrap this up. Let's do this. Um, Snapchat naked vocalist. Join us. Facebook.com forward slash TNV questions. 21 seconds to go. Yeah, let's do that. 1st of June. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Alright. See you later, guys.